everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Well, the great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, I got a job for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if mom and dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Ah, this is where you want to be, right here on Everything Old is New Again, and we're here with the showman himself, David Cohen. Thank you, Doug, <laughs> for having me here. Showmans usually know how to use the microphone. Well, I, was, I, was, I do, because I was singing very loudly. That's what I'm saying. I didn't, I, didn't want, I didn't want this to pop. That's how <laughs> what, what we say in the industry is pop, the popping. Now that I brought the show to a screeching halt, <laughs> let's move on. Well, we're here with uh, Angelica Viviani as well for a side commentary here and there, my nine-year-old daughter. Angelica, how are you? I'm doing good. Okay, so you can talk into the microphone too. Now, <laughs> last... now just, just so people know, this is my competition. Angelica, <laughs> yes. I'm afraid someday and someday soon will replace me here in the booth. But I'm okay with that. I'm, you know what? I've, I've come to peace with it. So welcome... Let's work as a team. Let's try not to vie for your father's attention too much. It's not a competition, okay? I'm kidding. And uh, there, so is, cute. there is Let's no go. replacement for David Cohen, the best uh, co-host Yes, there radio. is. She's sitting to my right. But that's enough. Yeah, we'll let's, see. let's keep going. But last year, did you know that seven and a half years of struggle uh, ensued where Hugh Jackson finally got... Jackman? His, who, let's try this again. Last year... <laughs> After seven and a half years of struggle, Hugh Jackman finally got his pet project off the ground and with a budget of $85 million, earned a total of $433 million to date. This is the new original musical made for the movies, a rarity to say the least, The Greatest Showman. In 2016, La La Land was released and also earned about $450 million and winning the Academy Award for Best Musical, Best Director, and more, paving the way for the greatest show. Of course, this is what we're going to talk about today, The Greatest Showman, and that opens the door to the discussion of the original movie musical in general. Uh, Meaning what? Define it. I want to say that this is a movie that was not, or work that was not anywhere else on television. It wasn't a television show previously, and certainly it wasn't a Broadway show previously. It's a movie, a brand new entertainment, brand new project, brand new uh, concept, concept, never before all done. new music, just produced for the movies. Yeah. Now, I think that's very rare. I went through and searched to try to find other movies like The Greatest Showman in La La Land, that were created just for the movie. 
I found I'm going to throw down this list to you and see if you like any of these, know of any of these. There was Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers top hat. There's the Wizard of Oz. This is the 1930s. There's Yankee Doodle Dandy, 1940s. That James Cagney won an Oscar for, uh, playing the you know part of George M. Cohen. There's Anchors Away with Gene Kelly and Jerry the Mouse in the 40s. There's an American in Paris, Gene Kelly. There's Singing in the Rain, Gene Kelly. There's High Society, Grace Kelly, uh, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra in the 50s. And uh, it's only a few more. There's, there's Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, Rocky Horror Picture Show in the in the 70s, Tommy with The Who, Blues Brothers, believe it or not, in the 80s, your least favorite, uh, Purple Rain, and then in 84, it stopped until Moulin Rouge in 2001, and then again, La La Land in 16, and where we're at now, The Greatest Showman. That's only 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 movies. I'm sure I missed some, but that's not a lot of movies. No, it's not. It's not. So why is that? What's this all about? Because, you know, why why would they do something original and spend so much money on a on a big yeah. uh, movie production when there's no proving ground for it prior? It's very rare to do that these days, right, Angelica? You you're just Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, we uh, this is where this is coming from. We sat for family movie night yeah. and said we want to watch a movie but we don't know what movie to watch and we've seen a lot of these other movies and we said but grudgingly I said alright I'll try this movie I like P.T. Barnum I like his story I always wanted to learn more about it but when I heard it was a musical I said ah what are we doing because the musicals a lot of times the music is not so good <laughs> exactly let's face it right so you or if it's been on Broadway you've already seen it or you know it's a different schmaltz to, to that if that yes. makes sense so I was like I don't really know but alright I'll give it a shot guys so we turned it on and from the beginning we could not turn it off and we were inspired, and in fact, that night when it was over, we started playing before we went to sleep the music again on our uh, cell phone, on the cell phone before we went to sleep. Did I see something? Yes. So tell us why. I was going to ask you. So what was about it, Angel? What 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 made you like this so much, Angelica? Well, I liked it because it was like a good idea to like make it like a musical and stuff, and like it was like I liked it because like the music and the characters and like the lesson. Well, now, what was what's the so the musicals? It taught you a lesson. You're saying. And what was the lesson a little bit? Um, kind of like to just like follow your dream and stuff. And it was a really good movie. And like when we put like it on, Leo and I were like just trying to like sing it even though we didn't know the word. Right. It was really good. I had never, it's a good point. I'd never seen people do that where they were never heard the music before and already were singing, if you will, the song as it's going wow. without knowing the words. That's cool. Humming it, if you know. And that's like that's amazing to me. That was incredible. So I was like, wow, what the heck? This is really something. But also, what about the message about, you know, people being different and not always being the same, but it's okay to accept them for what they are, right? Yeah, that was like the main like thing. But also, he had a dream, and he wanted to follow that dream, and so he did everything he could to pursue that dream in spite of all the obstacles, right? Does your dad usually answer the questions he's <laughs> asking you before you have a chance well, to answer them? Is that of, how it... <laughs> he kind of asks me questions... But then he answers. He them. answers that, right? <laughs> don't, don't you notice? Know, he like, does that with I'm me like, also. I'm like, well, and then he just like continues. Yeah, he just b barges in, and <laughs> he doesn't need you here. In other words, he just wants someone to go yes. <laughs> well, that's called the Socratic method. You allow the students, you see. For you. To... No, but you're not allowing the students. <laughs> no, you allow the students to answer it and answer it as feebly as they do, and then you feed them the real answer and have them affirm that, and then they feel that they answered it, but they didn't, but they still learned the message. That is so not what Socrates meant. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's it's the Socratic method plus. plus. It's, it's my own like addition to it. <laughs> but that's the point: is that the music is very good. The, oh, the, what about the choreography? The choreography. Really let, let her answer this. <laughs> okay, wait, so, no, no, no. But go, talk go. into okay. the microphone, All right, please. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the um. The choreography, the, which is the dancing. Yeah. So the. <laughs> let her answer it. So, you know when they dance on top of the roof. <laughs> so. You just gave away a spoiler. <laughs> All right, so the choreography was over amazing. the top. We, you know, remember, we're on the radio. You can't be silent. <laughs> well, it was like amazing, and like they really like worked hard for it, and like they were like really good like choreography and stuff, and they really like did. And like one of them was like, um, and like the end, they were like giving like. Was it like that? that the hat, hat? They passed they the like hat? They passed it, like doing like these like stunts, and they were just like... Pat- yeah, and in the, in the ending, they passed the hat, uh, a, the top hat from character to character. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I, yes, right. I understand yeah. what your daughter's saying. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. And then that. at one point, they're dancing on a roof, and then like they're like... Because like, they were hanging like their laundry on the clothesline, yep. and as they like flipped the person up, it was moving with them and stuff. Oh, cool. It was really good. Wow. And so we, we watched Dancing with the Stars, so Jellic is a fan of dancing and is familiar with that, and to see different moves. We saw moves here that we've never seen before. Yeah. Right? And so it was really very creative and I would say that it's worth a shot to, to take a look at yeah. when we continue I want to let, take a look at the message of P.T. Barnum yeah. is P.T. Barnum uh, a, a proper subject for a movie should be, he be admired or not what did he do with his life and is this a reason to watch The Greatest Showman which is again a rarity because it's an original movie not from a Broadway show We'll be back right after this on Everything Old is New Again. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. I think of what the world could be, a vision of the one I see, a million dreams, all it's gonna take. Uh, Welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. Douglas Viviani with the ever-present Leo Viviani singing one of the songs from one of the songs from the show. Can I tell them what it's named? Yes, go ahead. It's called A Million Dreams, and it's a really good song. Yeah, so with this week, wow. uh, we're taking a look at, uh, in, in general, we're talking about the original movie musical, and in particular, this week, we're talking about the latest release uh, in that genre, which is The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. And let's look at the messages from this movie, and maybe we'll try to convince David and someone else to go see this movie if the messages have any significance whatsoever. That was Leo singing... Because he loves that song. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't. I'm not big on musicals. Okay, <gasps> I'm not. I, I saw. I saw the band's visit. Which, by the way, you guys should go see because it just swept all the all the Tony awards. Because it was a different kind of musical. It wasn't this, you know, the the pageantry and the the, the dance numbers. I'm not big on that, to be honest with you. But just looking and, and seeing the reaction that you have to this movie, that makes me want to go see it. Uh, but I'm not I'm not sold like on the lyrics, so maybe that'll help me because sometimes I think they're just too like ah, 
we're all having fun because it's right. good to have fun. You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. And what's important to me <laughs> is is that this uh, duo of Pasek and Paul, have you heard of them? No. They're a songwriting duo that, uh, that have created this work of art, if you will, and they were the ones, uh, the writers behind the music of La La Land, ah. which was, uh, I think, broke ground and enabled this movie to be made. Um, they also have a, a modern touch with the hip-hop choreography, plus, again, the lyrics. So let's listen to a little bit about that. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, two songs, A Million Dreams and, and Come Alive, and... Um, uh, we actually just heard a little bit of little dream. The, uh, uh, sorry, of a middle million, million dreams. Dream. So let's le- read a little bit of two paragraphs real quick. <laughs> I close my eyes and I can see the world that's waiting up for me that I can call my own through the dark, through the door, though there's no one been there before, but it feels like home. They can say that it sounds crazy. They can say that I've lost my mind. I don't care, so call me crazy. We can live in a world that we design. So now there's a little boy in the movie, mm-hmm. and he's dreaming of, and it's P.T. Barnum, of what he wants to do with his life, and he doesn't want to do what everybody else is doing. Right, sure. So he's saying here, you can dream and you can achieve what you want to. Yeah. You don't need to be uh, doing what everybody else says you're supposed to do. Exactly. Great. That's great. Lyrics. So, And that's the one that Leo sings. And he, he loves that one. Uh, there's another one here, a little bit of Come Alive, and then we'll, we'll play a little bit of piece of a song. But um, let's see if this resonates at all. Uh, go stumble through your days. Got your head hung low. Your sky's a shade of gray like a zombie in a maze. You're asleep inside, but you can shake awake cause... There's just a dead man walking, thinking that's your only option. But you can flip the switch and brighten up your darkest day. Sun is up and the colors blinding. Take a world and redefine it. Leave behind your narrow mind. You'll never be the same. Come alive, come alive. Yeah, yes, I like no. that. I like so, that. I mean, that's a little something there. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, again, I think musicals, like you said, no one would watch it with you. I think it should be experienced with other people and maybe, uh, you know, an experience to, to acknowledge and see afterwards if people enjoy the Would music you watch it again with me? I would definitely watch it again with you. We can go upstairs and watch it right All after right. the show. How about that? Yay. Uh, how about Rewrite the Stars? And the last part of that is, uh, you know, it's up to you, it's up to me. No one can say what we can be. I think I think Leo should be singing that. He Sorry. should be. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather hear him. <laughs> the the point, of course, is there's a relationship between people that shouldn't be together. It's 1880s, 1860s, and it's an interracial couple, and the people are down on it, and they're trying to fight through that. So again, another nice message of we can rewrite the stars and change those silly rules and get along together, no problem. Right. Cool. <clears throat> so you know, I think it's, it's there for you. It's a, it's nice. Uh, how about this one? We've got little Angelica singing. This is me. You've had to have heard this song. I don't know. Let's see. There she goes, a little nice piece of voice. Angelica. Very nice. I like it. <laughs> uh, it it's a, it's an anthem. It's become Very- an anthem for. 
Uh, have you heard that song or a little bit or no? No, I haven't. I have not. You but. know, when the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send in a flood and I'm going to drown them out. Good. I'm brave and I'm bruised and so forth. I make That's no great. apologies. This is me. So, That's great. You know. Uh, good messages. Good messages so far. There's one more uh, that we'll present and then we'll talk. We'll discuss, if you will. I think the power of family. And in the beginning of the play, you hear a song uh, where he's talking about um, from now on, I, 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 well, this is the greatest show and, and this is it and this is where you want to be this is where I want to be and at the end of the movie not to ruin it it's not a spoiler you'll it, it's a bookend where he says you know from now on this is where I want to be with my family it gives up all the showbiz for the family so wow. uh, anyway let's do a little from now on what's waited till tomorrow starts tonight it's starts tonight like an anthem in his heart from now on sure you know, he's going to be and do the things he wants to do not what he thinks he needs to do for his business right that makes sense so cool. i don't know if these messages resonate or not it's pie in the sky it's you know but i think in our world we sort of need uh, uh something nice that you know there's a lot of other stuff out there too there's walking dead and whatever else right, right. but there's t room i think for something that's nice too isn't there i i think there's more than room i think these should be out there more than than most other movies are you know with 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 messages like that and not just for kids you know like angelic and leo but for for guys our age i mean it, it's it it sort of applies to everybody in every walk of life and, and i don't a, think th i don't think there's enough of it to be honest with you. you you know i almost feel with doing this show that it's uh, especially this mm -hmm. section that it's almost preachy or it's almost corny and i shouldn't feel that way is what you're saying in some ways and that you know what it, it's Appropriate. It's a nice affirmation that I think we used to get in our entertainment a lot more than we get now. That the family's okay. That it's okay to be an individual. It's okay to, to to do your own thing and and be your own person. Take a chance for that. You know. I think the only thing I see that that has that message really is like America's Got Talent or something like that. Well, once in a while they always say, you know, strive for your do your own thing. And this person gave up this that and the other to be on that show, or whatever. But there's more to life than just singing on a stage or doing right. your act. Right. But it's symbolic of. Yeah. Yes. what the message i'm saying exactly yeah you, know? you don't have to you know run a circus you could it's, it's whatever you want to do is okay and and just do it right and angelica did you uh take any of these messages out of the movie or did you just like it if you will for the music which is fine too that's okay um i think i liked it for both reasons because they both like brought like a special like part of like the movie so both of them like right are good okay I think. and and uh and do you think that it's something that you'll want to watch this movie again ever do you think it's you do you listen to this music or what goes on well i do listen to this music um two friends of mine love it so that's a good um i think like wait what was the question again well <laughs> i mean will you will you watch the movie again do you think um, ever or will you, well, will you turn on the radio or whatever an ipad and and listen to the music ever well, yes, and I've seen the movie three times, wow. so I guess I will see it again, but I would want to see it with something else to experience, like, more, like... like so it's fun like, to watch a movie with... Alone. Right. Right. You keep on saying. Right. It's fun to watch a movie with someone that hasn't seen it before, right? Yeah, so then they could think of their own perspective, like it or not like it. Right. Like, 
How about that? So now the question here is, or the thought is, we have told other people, you know, about the movie, and lots of them, it's on underground, have seen it and never talk about it. You know, they, you no know, one, yeah, like you said, so, you saw two people in school, and so my friends, um, so some of them seen it like last year, but then some of them are seeing it now, and it's becoming a big deal now than the year it was made. Oh wow! Because more people are seeing it than last year. Because yeah. last year, no one really saw. Well, they may it not have gone to the movies, is what we're yeah. saying, right? We, they, right? But they're watching it at home. Yeah, and then they end up liking it or not liking it. But like, it was more big of a deal. This year than last year, which hmm, is right. kind of surprising. Interesting. It is surprising. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would not have. I'd... That's great. <laughs> now, can I? Have you seen La La Land also? Um, no, because I don't know what it's about, okay. and I don't know if it's kid friendly. Oh or yeah, not. right. Is it kid friendly? I, don't I even think know. it is. I have to see it. I'm not okay. sure. Um, I'm just thinking of other movies that that are like that that are age appropriate. There's not a ton. Now, of course, Disney does their animation, Disney. animated movies that are original, that are original music like Lion well, King. Different, right? But we're not really talking about that. You know, yeah. we're in a I different was in world. I Lion that. King, FYI. Okay, well, that's another story. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> what do you want to say about that? You enjoyed doing that, that too? That was a great experience. Actress. And also, like, music. They, yes. They, you need to have some music. Right? A little nine-year-old. <laughs> and there was a message in that music, too. Just sure like, was. Like the yes. movie, right? I think of what the world We'll be right back. A vision of the one I see A million dreams all it's gonna take Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. You think because he's so beautiful and I'm just a man. To me, you're a man. But to her, you're only something to laugh at. Let her try doing anything to one of us. A little hard to interpret that. This is uh, Everything Old is New Again with David Cohen, Angelica Viviani. That was a little clip of a movie from uh, the 1930s called Freaks. Freaks. Now, do you remember seeing that? I do. And uh, actually, it was 19, uh, uh, 1932. Out. David and I went to the movies in the Balcony Movie Theater in Huntington on Route 110, or really New York Avenue in the town of Huntington, in 19, I'm going to say 79, and saw that movie. Now, how do I remember that? I don't know how you remember that. <laughs> what was it about? Well, I think cause it was, you know, it was a pretty shocking movie, you it know, was. even though it was made in 1932. There are some movies that you see and you remember the time frame and who you saw them with and so yeah. forth. But what was shocking, I mean, if you remember this setup, I mean, it, it basically was a movie uh, that featured, now this is now 50 years after P.T. Barnum was done with the circus, but his legacy existed and continued where, uh, as we should I be aware in history, that the circus began, or at least his circus began, featuring human beings that had some unfortunate circumstances. Right. And some oddities, they called them. And, they, and a horrible word for them was, was freaks. Right. And that's what the name of the movie was to uh, promote and show the idea that the human beings really were the, were freaks, the freaks or the, or the right. And the people with the deformities were not. Right, because right, they, they live together, if you will, as a family, looking out for each other. And you hear in that clip, there's a, um, a woman that wants to date a gentleman that's uh, stunted his grow in his growth, and uh, he has uh, an inheritance of a lot of money. So you hear his, his, 
girlfriend talking there and saying she just wants to laugh at you she just wants your money and that turns out to be true and she does some evil things and these uh, quote freaks or these individuals that's his family basically get back Come at to this his person. defenseman right to right. his defense yep so i mean what would you i mean that's hard to say do you remember walking out of that theater feeling good bad or, or what i mean it was an odd Experience. Yeah. No, I felt good knowing that I saw the movie, you know. I felt good about that because I definitely learned something. Right. Yeah, and it was just a piece of history and culture that I really didn't know about. So, uh, And so when now P.T. Barnum did this, there, you know, we had to put ourselves back basically into the 1860s. There was very, you know, our civilization was a little less nice, if you will. And these not individuals. Not as accepting. Not as accepting, right. And these people were, in some ways, many ways, ostracized in their individual lives. So apparently, we, were, we don't, weren't there. I'm trying to get through history books and things of what really happened. It seems that it's unquestionable that P.T. Barnum got these people into his circus however he did it for whatever reasons and he was able to um, give them a feeling of family together where they were paid for their condition that or the exhibition of their condition but the question is were they exploited exploited and what did they feel about it they made money from this they garnered in some ways a family feeling from these other people that were in their same condition so to speak or same position but was it an exploitation well they were paid they stayed with the circus after he left they many of them stayed for years and years and years in fact part of the story of 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 pt barnum is that his original circus if you will or his original museum they called it was in new york city a, a real building it burned down he there was no insurance he was destroyed he was destitute tom thumb who was one of his main stars and by the way became a main huge cultural icon in the world he made the queen of england and was respected for, for that and respected later on for his financial acumen he lent or paid, I don't know exactly how it worked, but he came up with the money to rebuild P.T. Barnum's circus by using tents instead of a solid building. Hmm. So if, just for looking at the evidence, if, if, if this, this Tom Thumb felt exploited, would he have given or lent, whichever he did, the money to P.T. Barnum to rebuild this circus which he was performing in? Yeah, I, I, I you know, don't know. I don't know. I, I don't Just know. throwing it out there because right. there's a lot of people who can look back and say, what a bad guy this guy was, P.T. Barnum. He exploited these people. I'm not so sure that it's that simple a thought, you know? Like these, and, and these people stayed with the... I guess. I, don't, I, I can't judge on that right. because I, I just don't know. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it was like to, to, to live in that era and be in that time and, and, and be one of those people. And what the choices they had at the right. point, and how they felt about it morally, or what have you, it's you know, it's kind of a hot topic, really. It is, it's and that's and that's uh, something dicey. we. It's dicey, but I want to explore just the idea that it, at least we can learn from fictional interpretations of real events. Let's say if this wasn't as wonderful a situation as presented in The Greatest Showman, what comes from it is the message of. Uh, acceptance of all of these people and right. and their their anthem which is this is me which you hear all over now um which is a positive from this experience yeah. does that make yeah. sense so i don't yeah. really know that we're able to 
judge. And I don't think anyone should say, I don't want to watch this movie and P.T. Barnum was a bad guy because he exploited these people. I'm not sure that's the case. And so that that's not really the message that is being presented by the movie anyway. No one's... Right. Right, right, right. The exactly. They're not. They're not rewriting or, or what you're saying is they're not. They're not giving a spin on what whether or not what he did was morally correct. They're just basically giving the positive image of acceptance, and that's it's a movie, right? Right, it's a movie exactly. With a so, good message. so, so I think it is appropriate. And I think they handled it beautifully in giving two messages: acceptance, of course, and you're beautiful inside, and have some courage to be who you are, uh, and also that they became a family. It's something that you didn't, I didn't really think about. Maybe I was I never really thought about the topic that much to begin with. But they, as as this movie Freaks also showed in 1932, that it's not a new idea that these people became a family unto themselves uh, because they were shunned by other people if that's it's almost like right. i don't know if that's fair but you know when people growing up and you you're ostracized because you're a nerd or you're a sports guy or whatever it might be you sort of uh, surround yourselves by yeah, the you same kind of people. Other people who suffer like you suffer and right? then years later you you've been you realize you've been very close with these people they you've, been, you've right. been through things with these people right. and developed a nice relationship together as, as a result so you know that does exist and just just as an aside tom brownie who was the director of dracula directed this movie freak so he wasn't you know, some kind of a independent little thing. This mm-hmm. was a mainstream movie right. that they had to cut down back in the day. He did a 96-minute movie. They cut it down for the theaters to 62 minutes. I honestly don't know what was cut out, and they've lost that section. Apparently, this more controversial film that went mm. on with this. Uh, I remember my grandfather had gone to the P.T. Barnum Circus when he was, again, he was born in 1901, so he was, you know, in his 20s, let's say, 1920s, he saw the circus, they still had this, you know, quote, freak show, and uh, he he um, came back from it with a big uh, ring that was from the giant, whoever that was, and hmm. there's a ring at the size of And I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, wow, that's it's odd, it's an odd thing that people would, would display themselves like this, and I, but I never, didn't look at the other side of it from their point of view, whether it was good or bad or not. They were using, like Andre the Giant in a way, used his gifts for wrestling, which made him a lot of money, which I think made him happy. I think every story is that he was a happy guy uh, living the life that he lived. So making lemons out of lemonade, I don't know if that makes sense, uh, if it's even appropriate, but uh, it did exist. It was this, this They made money off of this like uh, with all the par- merchandise right. and paraphernalia and so forth. I don't know how it was handled. I have no idea. I, I wasn't either. there. But the other, thing, the other thing that's interesting is what, what people considered you know freaks back in the day. Um, you look at them today, and, and they're really not anymore that's right true. i mean our our perception and i think that's a good thing the perception and the acceptance that there is today you know i don't think you know lends itself to the situation that that, that existed over 100 years ago exactly you know a bearded woman i mean a short person a tall these really free no, and would we consider not. that like entertainment to go visit oh, God, these people no. you know what i mean God. it's Ugh. so obnoxious it's right. so but you got to place yourself back in the day and take the message for what it was in the movie it's a musical you know and uh all right we'll be back right after this to continue uh our last discussion of uh of everything old is new again look at the musical hello i make no apologies This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. It's everything you ever want. It's everything you ever need. 
<laughs> she is. Good old Angelica Viviani bringing us back from the commercial break to talk about the original movie musical. And in this particular song was from The Greatest Showman. Angelica, you enjoyed singing that? Yes or no? Yes. You're on the radio. You obviously answer. did. Admit it. Come on. Yeah. It really was. It was good. You were good at it. Thank you. So we should we 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 could be the new cow sills. Anybody yeah, know who that's that is? True. Yeah, a whole a family a family pop band. Right. Group, a singing group. The Partridge Family. The new Partridge Family. Right. Yeah, but I don't know what that is. But okay. well, we got Leo and you. And uh, you, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's four of you, and it, yeah. And mom could could be part of it. She could she could be the one playing the piano. I'll be Kincaid. I'll be the manager. <laughs> the the brains behind the outfit, right? Yeah, and Leo and I will always butt heads. Right. Like, like, uh, <laughs> David the like Bonaducci. Bonaducci. Leo could do that. He could play that role now right. at six. He does that every other night when but I tell that, him it's time to go to sleep. You, you like your your singing's kind. Oh well, Wait, we're gonna speak into the mic yeah. and say that. What, what no, that? I don't think um, so, I didn't hear that. <clears throat> um, my dad's singing is kind of like yeah, okay, <laughs> soft key. It's all, it's bad. It's, it's real, it's now we're talking real, about oh, it's really bad. Talking about bad. P.T. Barnum compared to <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Have you seen this? Big difference. Would this movie have ever been made without Hugh Jackman? Is a better question. Was it, would it be just based upon P.T. Barnum? You think it would have been made? Or is, how big is Hugh Jackman? Do you think he's? I don't get the perception that he's a big Hollywood star, but he was able to carry this and, and finance or get financing for an eighty-five million dollar movie that he financed, The Greatest Showman. Not he financed, but he starred in. Is I mean, he's Wolverine? He was in Les Mis. But what's your perception of this gentleman? I mean, is he a big star? I don't know. I think he is. I, I mean, is this, too. yeah, it just, uh, I mean, Les Mis was, was very well received also. He won and, the Tony for something else years ago on Broadway. Yeah, so he's a very, I, you know, he, yeah. he he almost flies under that, that A-list superstar radar a little bit, right? You is know what it is? That, he doesn't do these interviews. He's not out in Hollywood. He lives out on Long Island. Yeah. If you know, he, he's out in the Hamptons. He he doesn't uh, get involved with Hollywood celebrities. His only friend, from what I understand, Hollywood is Seinfeld, and he's a very down-to-earth guy. He's been married, if this means anything, I don't know, but married to the same woman like 30 years. He's a family guy. So I don't know if that takes it away, but I just don't get the, I guess because you don't see it in the news all the time, you don't get the impression that he's this huge star, but I've never seen anything he's been in that's not been good right that's true <laughs> and he's a, and and mila kunis is also with him every step of the way in all these movies so underrated so unbelievable we're harking back to another show where i touted the, the acting prowess of mila kunis to which doug laughed heartily yeah, i did uh now, anyway zach so, efron <clears throat> yes. another one that was in high school musical that oh, yeah he was in that um baywatch he, he was in baywatch with uh the, the rock Dwayne Johnson. I didn't think. I don't think much of this guy, but in this movie, he was outstanding. It's and Zendaya. I've seen her just from Dancing with the Stars, and she got a much smaller part, but she was very well received in this movie. This Greatest Showman. I don't know. Came out of nowhere. I guess that's another thing. Is like these people. Like you know. I don't know. Do you do you go to movies because certain people are starring in them? Does that carry the day for you or no? I mean. <laughs> You know, that used to be the thing a long time ago. Yes. You know, if Jimmy Stewart was in a movie or, you know, certainly, uh, um, you know, Olivia de Havilland, whoever you were into, you went to see the movie. I'm still a little bit like that. Yeah. If there's someone I like in it, it's going to sway me more to see it. How, and you have to name the names if you don't want to, but how many of those people exist? 
Not many. Yeah. Not many at like, all. I'm like, uh, even a Harrison handful. Ford, I wouldn't go see uh, the re... What did he just do, the remake? And of? it's n- and look, it's not a guarantee that the film is going to be a success, right? Correct. How about, look at, look at what was that Russian movie, Red something with... What's her name? I know. Red being very specific. Red Scorpion. Red, yeah, with with you know the Lawrence the, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Like, how could how could that be bad? Right? right. And it was it was bad. What about <laughs> the what was the one the sci-fi that uh, the Harrison Ford just did the remake from a hundred years later? Yeah, what was that one? Right. What's the name of that one? Anyway, that, that Blade, was Blade Runner. Yeah. yeah, Blade Runner. Not well received. Not well. You know, meanwhile, he's one of these guys. You think you you know he's sort of that exactly. stature. Yep. Uh, so anyway, so so I think it's interesting that this is under the radar. If you get a chance, it's it's worth your while to take a look at. I think this coupled with L A. Oh, is it La La Land? Um, you know, has has sort of opened. I'm not going to call it a floodgate, but opened a little bit of a spigot where there's a few now musicals that are in the works. Oh sure, yeah. Why wouldn't it? I mean, it's done really well. So and now there's going to be copycats. I would think. Now the two composers of of those two projects are absent from what we're going to mention here, uh, Pasek and Paul. I don't know what they're working on. I'm sure the next thing they work on is going to be financed pretty well. They, they've made a billion dollars between the two movies that they... Wow. I'm not saying they had the entire you know, reason for that, but their music, and in a musical that's pretty important, carried the day on both of these. And I wonder what... There's no album sales anymore, but I wonder what the sales of the soundtrack for uh, The Greatest Showman is. In fact, I went to Barnes & Noble, isn't this odd, to buy the CD just to make it so my wife could throw it in her car. Nothing's there. There are no CDs for sale. Well, they don't make, they're not making CDs <laughs> anymore. So where do I go to put something in a car to listen to? It's an older car, so it only has a CD yeah. player. Yeah. So I have to make a CD now from iTunes no, to put you, it to the well, car? You have, do you have music on your on your iPhone? I or know, but it's like you want the quality. You want those four speakers in the car. You, you know what I mean? Well, you you want to be surrounded by it. You can play it in your car. I'll have to look into that. It's a, it's a car from three or four years ago. I'm not sure they had the technology then. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. So, uh, I'll you know, take it after the show, I'll go in your car and see if we, we, can, we can rig up in there for All you. right. We'll see, because that, that would be helpful. She would uh, come home with a smile. Which is important for us at home to yes. deal with that. <clears throat> so, uh, other than that, Cause you need a smile well, they to should. get you. Oh, I thought we were still in the musical. We thing. should do a musical on everything old is new again. Yeah. Oh, oh, about everything old yeah. is new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your life as like high schoolers until now. Yeah. Oh, Try talking into the microphone. Interesting. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> um, you guys should make a musical, and it starts with high schoolers. And, and we go down the that. path of this of the dreadful CFO and and attorney professions, and instead we want to come down into this studio basement, and we want to record this show all the time, round the clock. This is what it's gonna be. <laughs> this is gonna make you know, like we're gonna we can we could break it the song at any time. But then why do you only do it? But then say it again. But then like you need then you would need to do it like every single. Well, we could we could just do. No, you mean to actually make a musical? Yeah. Oh. Is that what you mean? Like, like every single day? Like you like for example, like you would come over every day. I, I don't know if that's like on your schedule, and like you would come over Maybe every very day, <laughs> and then you just start making it every day. So we're actually so in other words, 
making the the sh- what what we're doing here or the musical about it? The musical. We're gonna make a musical about it. Both and like, yeah. wait, what would your musical be called? Like everything old is new again. The musical or is that? Yes, too I that, that. That's it. That's all. That, wait, wait, wait. What but, else? But or is that too long? Like, no, that's fine. I was, I was thinking of like the old guys for some reason. I don't oh, know. the old the guys. guys. That's good. <laughs> the old guys better. in the basement. The old guys. In the basement. <laughs> Who wouldn't see a movie with that title? All right, other than that original make, what do you have as far as some originals that are? Wait, no, no, no. We're brainstorming here. Don't, don't ruin the creative process. <laughs> Exactly. The old guys in the basement <laughs> say, "What are they doing now?" Look through the window. Like, look, look. That's another song. And like, they, like, they, like, well, there's a lot of different songs we can make. How about we do something where we actually tell the audience what are going to be the new, re, the new, brand new, original musicals on, that are going to be presented on the movies? You have them right there in front of you. You see what your dad is doing here? We were we're, we're on a roll. Yeah. We're getting off topic. We're on this creative yeah. process to do the it, musical. Well, about I could tell it was going nowhere. Everything. So we had to. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm, I don't know. I'll start writing. You yeah, should. You, yeah. you do that. Yeah. And don't let your dad it'll like be, sidetrack it'll you. It'll be one thousand pages long. This could okay. be the new Star Is Born. <laughs> Lady yeah, Gaga bedeviled. This is Angelica's <laughs> version of. A new Star is Born, which is coming out soon. All right, so what do we have? A minute left in yes, the show? right. All right. Because we got off topic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And? So now let's keep, let's just keep going. Let's go. Come on. A uh, song about uh, everything old is new again. I'm leaving. I'm getting out of this place. See, I cannot bad. stand this courthouse in my face. I'm going. Go ahead. And I'm tired of adding up numbers. I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> hey, Doug, let's do a show about stuff no one cares about anymore. <laughs> let's call it everything that's everything old is new. Again, because I'm an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. your first number. There you go. But Two old guys called? in the basement. What is the song called? What is the song called? Basement full of blues. There we go. We got our first or number. About- All right, Angelica has her own touch, her own thoughts about Hugh Jackman, and I want to hear a little something what she has to say Jackson while she's singing for us. Watch my girls grow up. Let's go on. This is the greatest show. It's everything you ever want. It's everything you ever need. And it's here right in front of you. Coming full circle here. This is where you want to be. Everywhere you want to be. This is where you want to be. Right here on Everything Old is New Again. Certainly the message of that movie, one of them is that you are where you want to be. Right there with your family. I mean, we're part of your family, aren't we? On Everything Old is New Again, let us know. Uh, We're going to go out and talk about The Greatest Show, which is The Greatest Showman or Everything Old is New Again. To all guys in the basement. Greatest Show. You've been listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's pop culture entertainment talk show. Find us on the web at everythingoldisnewagain.biz. That's .biz. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.